Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Witness Lee. Witness Lee was captured by the Lord Jesus as a young man of 19 in his native China. He consecrated his life to preach the gospel, and later labored side by side with Watchman Nee for parts of three decades, before eventually bringing this ministry to the West in 1962. He spent the next 35 years speaking to Christians in North America and all over the world before going to be with the Lord in 1997. The life study of the Bible is his most significant contribution to the heritage of biblical exposition, and we're delighted to be able to bring you short portions of his spoken ministry today. If you have questions or comments, or would like to find other Christians in your area enjoying this same ministry, just email us, radio at lsm.org. Again, that's radio at lsm.org. Here's today's program. Who can possibly describe the depth of God's forgiveness of our debt to Him? Yet we frequently find it very difficult, even impossible, to forgive others who have even slightly offended us. Matthew chapter 18 reveals that if we fail to forgive others after we have received God's forgiveness of us, we are in serious jeopardy and will face a very harsh reality when we meet Christ. You may say, as many do, I don't have to worry. I'm forgiven of everything and on my way to heaven. Well, if this is your thought, we hope, we even pray that you stay tuned today because this chapter, like much of Matthew, is not dealing with our eternal destiny, but rather our practical participation in the kingdom of the heavens. Dennis Agashi is here today as we've come to a marvelous message in Matthew that is altogether practical and altogether dealing with us and our participation in the kingdom. Dennis, we say this a lot, but we really have a treat for our listeners today, don't we? We surely do, Chris. I like your statement here that this is section covers the practical participation in the kingdom. It is not just us going to a church, going to a religious building. This touches our practical Christian daily life and daily walk. This is why it's such an interesting chapter. Dennis, many people, maybe even most people reading this chapter, uh, believe it to be a chapter that deals maybe with just proper Christian conduct and behavior and encouragement to us that we need to be forgiving of others. But there's really much more here than just that, isn't there? It surely is, Chris. And I think when we listen to Brother Lee, we will see that the significance here is truly very much subjective and related to us. Well, I think it's important to get a background today as we get into Matthew 18. So let's read some of these verses, beginning at verse 21. Then Peter came to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of the heavens has become like a king who desired to settle accounts with his slaves. And when he began to settle them, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to repay, the master commanded him to be sold, as well as his wife and children, and all that he had in repayment to be made. Then the slave fell down and worshipped him, saying, Be patient with me, and I will repay you all. And the master of that slave was moved with compassion and released him and forgave him the loan. 
I think this is a story we can all relate to, Dennis, a debt far beyond our ability to pay. That's correct. And a compassionate master who forgives the debt. Yes. Let's join Witness Lee. This book deals with the practical kingdom life. If you are going to understand every portion of this book, you must keep in mind that this book is dealing with the practical kingdom life. And I have to say, Matthew 18, this chapter is even more so. After listening to the Lord so much concerning the kingdom life, Peter raised a big question. Lord, how often my brother sinned against me, and I forgive him. This is his problem. <laughs> Do you know, no one offends people so much as the quickest one. The most bold one offends people the most. If I'm cautious, if I'm slow, I'm always sleeping, I offend nobody. But the more I'm active, quickly, boldly, I offend people. Peter got very much concerned because the Lord's words here in chapter 18 <laughs> deals with the matter of offending brother. And uh, Peter also quite often offends others. So he was very much concerned. He asked the Lord. And he saw number seven is very complete. If my brother has sinned against me and I forgive him sometimes, that'd be okay, right? Then the Lord Jesus answered, not seven times, but 70 times seven. 70 times seven actually means endless. You just have to forgive. So 70 times seven means what? You just forget about the time. You have to forgive. Whatsoever. Once, twice, hundred times, ten times, just forgive. This is the right meaning. Okay, the Lord illustrated that we were all sinners. What we owed God was impossible for us to pay off. What we owed as a fallen sinner, what we owed God, our debt to God was impossible for us to pay off. Here it says 10,000 talent. It equals over 12 million US dollars. Commonly speaking, no one can pay this off. This indicates our sins before God were impossible to get a forgiveness. But God forgive us. God forgive us. Dennis, this is really marvelous uh, how the Lord pointed Peter here in answering his question to how much more God's forgiveness of him, of us, had surpassed right. any ability that we would ever have to repay this debt to him. This should make a deep impression on us, especially as we approach those who maybe owe us something, shouldn't it? It surely is, uh, Chris. I'm just impressed that the Lord himself said he gave a numeric value to the debt uh, that we owe him. 
um, related to our sin, when we sin against the Lord, when we offend others, in the Lord's eyes, this is like 10,000 talents, which is something that is impossible commonly, ordinarily, to repay. This shows our great indebtedness to the Lord. Uh, both at our initial time of salvation and even after we are saved, we still offend others and we still sin against the Lord and we still sin against the others. And this shows that according to the Lord's estimation, we have no way within ourselves to pay anything back to the Lord. Surely we see the Lord's compassion, we see the Lord's grace, and we see the Lord's heart, that he just wants to forgive us and release us from this debt. And we thank the Lord so much for his redemption. Based upon his redemption, we can be released from this heavy debt that we owe God. Dennis, I would have to say from the standpoint of a testimony, I guess, of my own experience, I don't know how many times in the Lord's mercy when I've been engulfed with those kinds of feelings that you inevitably get uh, dealing with other people, and particularly even the saints, uh, the brothers and sisters in the church. Uh, Offenses take place, and uh, they, they well up in our heart, and they consume us, and we all know. Right. But many times the Lord has brought this point to uh, mm. to my realization, and it has drained away that bitterness and allowed me to return to him, mm-hmm. open the matter. Of mm-hmm. course, not every time, but in his mercy, uh, there's a real practical value to seeing this in this context, isn't there? It surely is. This is why we can say, Brother Lee says, that this section is really the practical application of the Christian life. It really is the practical kingdom life. If you and I were just religious, we were just doing something on Sunday morning, just going here, going there, we could have a distance with one another. We just see one another once a week. But this this whole context shows that there is a close association and an affiliation almost in a daily way. You and I are as brothers. We're working together. Inevitably, there may be offense. And this shows us how the Lord treats all these offenses and what to do about them. And so it's so practical. Not only does the Lord give the high teachings in Matthew, but he also shows that in the kingdom, which is the book of Matthew, is on God's kingdom. It shows how we deal with one another in the practical daily way. Well, let's go back to these verses. They set up the coming section that we're going to hear from Witness Lee once again. Now, we've just had the story of how the slave who owed the $12 million and had nothing to repay with uh, was forgiven this great debt by the compassionate master. Now, we have to know that as we pick up the story again in verse 28. But that very slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, and he took hold of him and began to choke him, saying, Repay me what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and begged him, saying, Be patient with me, and I will repay you. But he would not. Instead, he went away and threw him into prison until he would repay what was owed. Then his fellow slaves, seeing what had taken place, were greatly grieved and came and explained fully to their master all that had taken place. Then his master called him to him and said, Evil slave, all that debt I forgave you because you begged me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave, even as I had mercy on you? And his master became angry and delivered him to the torturers until he would repay all that was owed. So also will my heavenly Father do to you, if each of you does not forgive his brother from your hearts. A very sobering word, Dennis. Let's pick up Witness Lee's interpretation and help with this passage. After being saved, we have been put into the kingdom. Okay, some uh, fellow members offend you. And this little offending just amounts to uh, how much? 100 
denarii. What God forgive you was too great, and what the brothers offend you is too little. If I owe you hundred dollars and you owe me one dollar, one dollar means nothing. This is just one hundred, but here is one million. By the comparison, you have to say what the brother offended me. It's nothing. Yet we wouldn't forgive. Even so little, still we wouldn't forgive. Many Christians don't understand this. This offended brother who would not forgive others. Do you believe he is not saved? You say it. Surely he's saved. If he's not saved, he cannot be in this category. The Lord's subject here is not on the sinners, but on the saved believers, who is offended yet who does not like to forgive. It says here, his Lord was angry and delivered him to the tormentors. That means in the prison until he should pay all that was owed to him. Read verse 35. So also shall my heavenly Father do to you if you do not forgive each one his brother from his heart. To pay off until he should pay all. What does it mean? This means until you will forgive your brother from your heart. To forgive your brother from your heart is to pay all. This saved one sometime will be put into prison under the tormentor's hands until he would forgive the offending brother from his heart. Suppose you were one brother or a sister who does not forgive others. Are we actually, practically in the kingdom life? If we are, why you are not so willing to forgive one offending brother from your heart? This unwillingness keeps us out of the kingdom. When we would not forgive, apparently we are still in the kingdom. But according to God's counting, actually we are out. This is quite serious. Dennis, this is very serious. This is a very sober word. Uh, Matthew is full of passages somewhat like this, and Christians have typically either avoided these passages or made them uh, try to apply to a group other than themselves. And maybe we've done this ourselves, of course. But from the context, who does this word really apply to here? It's interesting uh, that the context, according to the context, Chris, it shows clearly that this is not an unbeliever. Uh, Number one, the very recipient of this parable was Peter. Uh, Peter surely was a believer, representing all the believers. Number two, it also states that this one was a slave. And surely being a slave implies that we have a master. 
And the unbelievers don't have the Lord as their master. But we as the believers are slaves. We have the Lord as our master. Then in verse 32 in chapter 18, it says his master. It makes the very person, the personal pronoun his. That shows that this also is a proof that it is a, a real believer. And I would even point out another portion here in the middle part of chapter 18. When a brother sins against an individual and he doesn't listen, you take two or three with you. He doesn't listen, you, take, you tell it to the church, he doesn't listen. Then this one is considered by us as a tax collector and a Gentile. Well, you can't be considered a tax collector and Gentile if you're already one, if you're already a tax collector and a Gentile in the first place. In other words, an unsaved person. This implies that you're already saved. And so this whole context in chapter 18, I think, undeniably proves that we are talking about a real saved believer. I think there's no question about that. Well, more than just understanding, uh, I guess, doctrinal subject here of this event, from a practical and experiential side, this has a big implication. We were talking a minute ago about our own experience. Dennis, when we are offended with somebody and consumed with that, it really cuts us off practically from the experience and enjoyment of Christ, doesn't it? That's correct, Chris. And it's so interesting that we can see that according to the Lord's estimation, our debt to him is 10,000 talents. But when others offend us, it's one millionth of that. In other words, the Lord has forgiven us so much, and yet we don't have anything in our heart to forgive others, even though that debt that others owe us is so small. I believe Brother Lee also brings out in this message that our concept of forgiveness is, well, Chris, you've offended me. I forgive you, but let me tell you uh, what what Chris did to me. I, I just wanted to, I, I have forgiven you, Chris, but let me tell you, uh, you know, what it was. Of course, I can tell another brother this. But the Lord's concept in Hebrews chapter 10, forgiveness is to forget. This is God's forgiveness. When he forgives us, he does not remember our iniquity or lawlessness anymore. There's no iniquity in Jacob. There's no sin in Israel. This is the Lord's forgiveness. And I believe uh, in the parable it mentions that until we forgive from our hearts, not just forgive with our mouth or forgive with just our words, but our hearts, then the Lord will have the real forgiveness to us. Really so, Dennis. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We just cannot avoid offending. Day by day, day by day, we rub shoulders. Even though I didn't have any intention to damage you, to hurt you, to offend you, or so forth. Yet, spontaneously, you got offended. Yes, the brothers offend you. But you have to remember that how God the Father forgive you that much, why wouldn't you behave yourself like a beloved son of the Father to forgive others? We all are so weak here. We don't have the willingness to forgive others. If you still remember so well, brother so-and-so offended me. There's no need for you to say, I don't like to forgive him. You don't need to say this as far as you still remember that offense, that offending. You are out of the kingdom. To be out of the kingdom, it is not just a matter in this age. Also a matter in the coming age. 
when the manifestation of the kingdom comes, you will have no share there. Don't listen to wrong teaching telling you there'll be no problem. There'll be great problem. You will be excluded from the glory and the joy which the overcomers will share with the Lord Jesus in the thousand years. And there is much possibility you'll be under the hands of the tormentors. You'll be disciplined there. When you will be under the discipline, by that time you will repent. Then, by that time, you will be forgiven in the coming age. After the dealing in that coming age, you will repent. You will apply the blood and you will be cleansed. And then, in that age, you will be forgiven. Eventually, my offending will be dismissed by my repentance. And you are offended, you would forgive me. So between you and me, there will be what? There will be no friction. We must look unto the Lord that we will have his mercy. And under his mercy, we will have the grace. If you offend me, I will look to the Lord. Lord, give me the mercy that I may have the grace to forgive my brother from my heart. And there will be no unwillingness to forgive. Then we have the proper kingdom life. Well, Dennis, I think there's no question now. Uh, we have to be convinced. This word really applies to God's redeemed. That's, That's us. That's correct. Uh, and also, it's very sobering when we realize that if we fail to take this word in and allow the Lord to operate in the principle of grace today to give us a way in our heart to forgive our brother, that could seriously affect us in the age to come. We may miss out on a great enjoyment of the Lord uh, due to the fact that we were unwilling to forgive our brother. But nonetheless, whether we experience the forgiveness in the coming age or whether we experience it now, it's still the operation of grace day by day, isn't it? It surely is, Chris. And this is the Lord's marvelous, I would say, incentive and motivation to us that we shouldn't delay forgiving others from our heart because if we do, we may suffer something in the next age. Everything will not be okay in the next age if we are not do not take care of things in a proper and thorough way today. The Lord is very fine. He's very detailed in this way. And uh, I think we can see from the parable it's very obvious. But I also like your point, Chris, that ultimately grace does operate. And the Lord operates in us today to be willing to repent. The Lord also operates today in us to be willing to forgive others. This is really the operation of grace. And Chris, this reminded me, of Paul's experience in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 when he says that he forgave people. But when he forgave them, he forgave right. them in the person of Christ. That means in the index of Christ's eyes. The index of the eyes, the area around the eyes, shows what a person really is thinking. And so Paul always was beholding the Lord. And Paul's forgiveness of others was based upon the Lord's forgiveness, based upon Paul's seeing the Lord's eyes. So Paul had this kind of fellowship with the Lord. And I think, Chris, we all know we have the teaching here in Matthew 18, but the real forgiveness from our hearts only comes when we behold Christ experientially, when we know him, when we love him. Then we have the ability from our heart to forgive others. 
Dennis, I've been uh, struggling with the Lord during this program, wanting it to end in a way that uh, it really matched, I think, the Lord's burden in this uh, in this portion of the Word, and I think you just did it. Uh, this relating to Paul's experience, it is only possible if we are in that kind of That's intimate, right. close fellowship with our dear Lord Jesus. That's right. We can experience his love and forgiveness for one another. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Brother Dennis, for being here again today. You're welcome, Chris. Well, uh, that is all the time we have for today. We do pray that this program will help you and assist you and bring much grace to you as you pursue the Lord and are living in fellowship with his fellow members in the body of Christ. Call us if you would like more information. We have printed material that accompanies this uh, portion. We have a lot of resources for study and deeper investigation on this topic related to the kingdom. Uh, Our telephone number, toll-free, is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to us at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. We also receive your email. We'd love to get it day by day. It's simply radio at lsm.org. For Dennis Agashi today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Are you enjoying this program online or on a smartphone right now? Did you know there's much more from Living Stream Ministry that you can carry with you? Go to lsm.org ePublications to discover all that we have available for your tablet, e-reader, or smartphone. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can read this ministry on any PC, Mac, Android, Palm, BlackBerry, Sony, or Linux device. Everything from the recovery version of the Bible to the complete life study messages and a vast array of other titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee are now just a touch away. The Word of God is rich and weighty, but now you can take it with you wherever you go. Again, the website, lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.